Hello and welcome to R plus J equals podcast. I'm your host, Joe Gatula, and with me is my lovely wife, Regina. Happy Mother's Day. Hello. Hi. It seems like the mother of dragons had a very productive Mother's Day. If by productive you mean, like, destructive. <laughs> I guess I do mean that. Yeah. So, um, quite an episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of stuff. There were some things we liked, right? Yep. Um, I mean, I thought this episode was way better than last week's episode. It was... I mean, I mean, it was not even an episode. It was just basically carnage. I think the beginning scenes were really great in terms of uh, just showing Daenerys being sad and then also her also being crazy. I mean, I will say what Varys did was a little bit dumb. I mean, you would think that throughout all of his years of experience in dealing with all different types of kings and queens like he would show a little bit more subtlety in like his plans i mean he's the master of spies for heaven's sakes he didn't reveal his plans to anyone or his motives or intentions to anyone for a good like four or five seasons and then like all of a sudden he's writing too loud so, or something i mean whatever are but we supposed fine. to talk about things we like <laughs> Not things well we... this is what i'm saying i'm leading into i did like his death and i like the way they shot it obviously like we knew that he was going to get burned alive but i liked how it was the nighttime and that you know daenerys is there and john's there and then all of a sudden drogon comes from behind it was a reverse homer simpson <laughs> yeah exactly because i mean i was thinking oh where's drogon is he gonna just you know, fly over and, and kill him. I at one point I thought he was going to eat him, but whatever. Um, so I thought his death was well shot. Um, I, I wish think, there was just more time. I mean, I know we talk about just letting the plots and the characters breathe, but I mean, I think speaking of how it's shot, I think just the technical aspects of this episode in general were really good. Mm-hmm. The framing of the shots. There was a couple shots, not even just battle shots that we, you were a fan of. You liked some of the ones on the boat. Um, I actually noticed there were a couple of shots in terms of when there were really intense conversations that I found really interesting. Um, one of the shots that I liked a lot was after. It was just a shot of Daenerys, and it was as she was deciding or thinking about what she was going to do next. And the camera really lingered on mm-hmm. like her side profile, and she had this kind of menacing, but, but also like unsure look. Yeah, I, I think it was for me when I saw that shot of her looking at the Red Keep after the bells have rung. It was half of, half of it was kind of a relief, but then half of it was like a um, fuck you, which we'll get into. One of my favorite scenes in this episode is between Jamie and Tyrion. Yeah. I think the last part where Tyrion says that I couldn't have survived my child without you gave me the feels. It was poignant. Yes, it was very poignant. And I mean, I think we can all agree, despite all of Game of Thrones' falls, the acting yeah. is still on par. Yeah, and I heard it in a little bit of, I heard it in another podcast, basically at this point, with all the things happening around Game of Thrones, with all the plot things happening, mm-hmm. all the destruction, all the events happening, we're all kind of forgetting that the acting has been really good. Right, it's, right. The acting has started to become underrated on Game of Thrones. Right. But it's just because that 
the show is so accelerated that we can't really enjoy the acting right. for what we it don't is. appreciate it anymore. Yeah. But I do think their exchange was very heartfelt, and I mean, you kind of knew at that point Jamie was going to die. Yeah. Um. I but think in- I, that was one of my favorite scenes, and I think another favorite scene of mine was just the tension before the battle with you know the iron fleet looking at the sky the archer setting up the stupid scorpions john and gray worm and Tyrion and his their army all waiting outside with the stupid face golden company guy i love the tension i love them trying to look at the sky waiting for the dragon to come i really really enjoyed that and i loved cersei's face too like she kind of has a smug face like everything's perfect everything's yeah. ready to go we're gonna win this yay go team cersei and then all of a sudden like 10 minutes later she sees fire yeah i think just in general the first 30 minutes were a nice slow burn mm-hmm. in a good way um no pun intended basically we were getting nice like character moments we were mm-hmm. getting nice scenes between um people and the dialogue was really good. Like you said, the acting was really good. And we got all the way up to that moment until they, they, the tension before the battle. I mean, and even, it was really good. I mean, even John and Danny scene together, it seems like their lack of chemistry worked <laughs> as two actors because... Um, now you he's know, supposed to feel weird about the incest. Well, yeah, he's weird. It's like he he loves her. I do think he loves her, but it's like every time he kisses her he wants to kiss her but then he remembers and then he just can't return rightfully so rightfully so that's his aunt i mean at that point when daenerys was like is is that all i am to you i really wanted to say no you're my aunt too but um dante dante so and like she is so torn up like she basically resigns to herself that she's just going to be crazy and I think we'll get into our discussion about how Daenerys's twist or I don't even want to say twist turn wasn't has developed yeah I think um you know in that moment though it kind of showed that she was just already made the decision that you know what she's not going to be the loving queen that she worked so hard to be and that good person that she really truly wanted to be she's just going to let out essentially the mad king in her um and so i i did enjoy that and i think some of the carnage i think all of the carnage no i'm gonna say some of the carnage because i'm not an evil person was satisfying like obviously i think one of the best scenes for me too was when um the golden company got destroyed it's like from Star Wars, they came from behind. Literally, I was expecting the Golden Company to just be destroyed, like, I don't know, on the side, obviously, like, in the front or something. I was not expecting it from behind. I thought that was very, very good. I think just in general, we both are pretty aligned that the plot points were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think um, all of it, if in the grand scheme of Game of Thrones, in the grand scheme of the books, it seemed to make sense. It felt like most of these plot points seemingly are coming from from George. Right. I could totally see, with enough setup, Daenerys turning into the Mad Queen. Mm-hmm. I could see Jaime going back to Cersei. Um, I could see all these different plot points actually being executed well. And I think... So so I'll put that as a positive. The plot points... Yeah, and I think we talked about arguably that. Arguably makes sense. Right. I think we talked about that last week. Just Rhaegal dying, fine. 
ghosts disappearing to the north, fine. You know, all of that's fine. It was even just even Vare's dying. Yeah, it makes sense. It's yeah. just the way their storytelling is going. I mean, Daenerys turning to a Mad Queen, if it was, you know, well told, is quite interesting because kind of going back to what I said, like she is so she wants to be good, right? Yep. And throughout the first couple seasons, you feel that Daenerys is a good person. She genuinely wants to help people, free the slaves while pursuing her goal. She's a strong person. And it's like she has these instances of the Mad Queen in her, right? But she knows that, no, I'm a good person. And somehow that's her downfall. If you really think about it, she was so desperate to be good and not burn the city to the ground. And through that process, she lost two everything. of her dragons. She lost everything. Right. She lost two of her dragons. She fell in love with someone who doesn't love her. She listened to bad advice. Because if you think about it, if Daenerys came with her army and her three dragons and did what she's planning to do, just go to the Red Keep and just burn that part down, she wouldn't have really gone totally crazy and killed all these innocent people. Yeah, there would have been innocent people dead from the Red Keep, but really what she has done now because she was trying to be good is worse and yeah. i think that's a very interesting thing to think about yeah i think just talking about that and talking through that the fact that we believe that these arcs are good inherently and kind of the plot points that we're talking about seem to make sense it, it kind of goes into the flaws right we, mm-hmm. we start realizing that truly both that you and i really have aligned to the fact and I think most people have aligned to the fact that we're just missing episodes yeah we're missing episodes we're missing time to allow for all this stuff to happen naturally and in character if you think about it go back to like season three with Rob how many or was the season two Rob took four or five episodes to cross a fucking bridge (laughs) to negotiate with the Alder Frey to get into that whole you know we, we were there through his thought process yeah. and his terrible decision making. And that's what caused the Red Wedding, right? Right. And that's why... And it was a payoff. And those that type of setup and that type of twist really paid off because of all the effort put into that story arc, right? right. And if Game of Thrones had that kind of setup for all of these plot points, like especially Daenerys turning bad, right? If they had spread apart Missende and Rhaegal dying into multiple episodes and allowed us to see her conflict and her emotions in between, it and really would have like, sold it. Angry, yeah. sad, angry, tormented. I think it really would have helped with the believability that Daenerys is now the Mad Queen. Honestly, I think the solution to our criticism for Game of Thrones is literally give us the 10-episode season that we got from season one through six. So Honestly, I really think they could have done it. I mean, forget forget season seven. It is what it is. We got seven episodes. But if we just got those four extra episodes with maybe the Night King and that whole conflict being yeah. two episodes there, or one and a half, there's just I been think no it time. just, yeah, I think it would have been a solid season and a good send-off there's just been no time to breathe think about mm-hmm. it the night king happened and then last episode was the worst everybody episode. died that was the worst episode and then this one went straight back into the carnage like right. there's literally no time whereas we used to have only one big real event per season right. and now we're getting four events in like basically two right. episodes and it's just sad like and now i, I kind of want to ask you a question about this 
who is truly at fault? I'm not only going to put it on the showrunners, right? Because I think, for me, they told HBO, hey, we only want to do seven and six. But I think, truly, they were constrained by budget still. You could see Mm -hmm. it. Like, if HBO truly was willing to give them all the episodes they wanted, then they would have given them all the money they wanted. You believe that? I I feel like they wanted to be done with it, though. They wanted to be done with it. But at the same time, like, if HBO was willing to give them more money so that, look, you could have a CG ghost in there. You can... (laughs) You can True. you can have more dragon scenes and more time and there's more money to pay the actors to have more episodes on their contract. So the fault goes both ways. Maybe maybe the showrunners maybe they do feel tired and bored of it and they do want to get it over with. And maybe they but maybe it, it go, goes on HBO as well. Right. I, think, I mean, I, I don't think, understand why HBO yeah, didn't they force should have them just to told them, it. hey, keep the quality high. Right. We'll give you the money and you do the same amount of episodes. Right. I mean, it, they, they should have had the foresight. It. Even on even before season eight. Right. They should have said, look, we've seen season seven. It wasn't that great. We didn't have enough time. Everything felt rushed. We need to. We need you to go back and do ten episodes for season six. You can take two years off. You can do the production. Here's the money. Mm-hmm. But it's HBO is still part of a public publicly but traded. But it's mo- stupid company. because HBO has so much writing on just the ending of Game of Thrones because they're they want to build off of this hype. They want to have all these prequels, and it's like, but if people hate it. You're not going to get... Yeah, I mean, this we're not... This was the worst-reviewed episode in Game of Thrones history. I last week, last we week struggled, was. No, the second worst. Uh-huh. But we just looked up the Rotten Tomatoes, and this was by far the worst episode. Worse than the, the Sansa episode where she was raped. Really? Yeah. This episode? This episode. That but was the I headline. I actually liked showed. this episode. And that's the thing. Like, you... I act, I really do just, like But just this because episode. you like the episode, mm-hmm. it's because... For me, at least, the reason that I would like the episode is if I am able to get through my issues in my head and making it up on my own. Whereas when I was watching the episode, I felt nothing inside. I felt hollow. I felt that way because I'm like, this would be good if if they didn't squander everything before. I mean, it I- is a technically well shot and well produced episode, but it meant nothing to me. I mean, I think it meant more to me than to you. I mean, I definitely felt satisfied when Daenerys and Drogon destroyed all of the Iron Fleet, destroyed the stupid fucking crossbows. I felt satisfied seeing Thursday cry and seeing literally all of our hopes and dreams burn to the ground. So I, and I enjoyed Jon's shock. I mean, I think like it was well done. I enjoyed Tyrion's also shock when she started burning innocent people i i also enjoyed i mean i don't think it really made sense for aria to be there i think if they wanted to really show a perspective of seeing death all around it would have been more impactful at least for me for it to be from john's eyes we got a little bit from it but aria i just i don't know i didn't really think it made sense there's no way your enjoyment and correct me if i'm Mm -hmm. wrong there's no way your enjoyment was as close to as it was like during Battle of the Bastards. No, right? no. I mean, Daenerys's most triumphant moment, other than loot train, is Battle of the Bastards in the beginning. Yep. Right. Right. When she was killing the masters, mm-hmm. and 
and burning some of the ships burning down. the ships down right that was an emotional high both you and I agree to be one of the greatest in Game of Thrones right. history this episode should have given you the same level of enjoyment and, and it, emotion it didn't because of the previous episode in but ter- I but in terms of a number one to ten say ten was the Battle of the Bastards moment what number would you give this episode in terms of enjoyment and fulfillment <sighs> I mean, I'm like just trying five. to contextualize exactly. It sh- this should not. This is the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. It should not feel like a five out of ten in your heart. No, I agree. I'm just saying because I absolutely despise last week's episode. I-, I really just lost all hope for Game of Thrones. And so when I watched this episode, I was like, okay, I see a little bit of what I saw in the Battle of the Bastards and the Loot Train battle. Kind of those emotions, that satisfaction. But it would have been greater and better, obviously, if this the previous episode lived up to its yeah. purpose. Um, I agree with you. I like yes. this episode more than last episode, for right. sure. I think last episode I mean, was and, one of the worst of all time. Yes. And I think, like, them showing the common people burn and innocent people, not just soldiers, I, I think that was very impactful for me. I mean, I think like, I think what they said was they wanted just Daenerys to be death from above and for us to really connect with the people on the ground versus showing the heroine, I guess she's not the heroine in this case, but showing the main characters' faces. I think that was very, that was a very good call. I'm glad that Cersei bitch died on Mother's Day, like fuck her. And I'm glad she saw everything fall apart for her. But I, I mean, I, I watched it a second time and I liked it the second time too. Yeah, I wish I got a similar level mm-hmm. of satisfaction. I'm sorry, you, you don't. <laughs> I think for me, at the end, I, I'm just going to throw out a random reference here. Um, I remember watching X-Men Apocalypse and just watching <laughs> the end of it. And it's like this big bombastic thing where, where they're fighting Apocalypse and like Jean Grey's like powered up and shit, and I felt absolutely nothing. Dude, inside. you felt more in Game of Thrones in this episode. I felt a little than more. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, you liked all of the carnage though, and all of the fire and the destruction and the battles. I mean, there were a lot of dumb things that happened, which we'll get into. I. But I, I mean, X Men Apocalypse. There's nothing good about that movie. But like, I'd say my the inside emotions that I was feeling was closer. To X Men Apocalypse is ending. Such a random fucking movie. Well, there are just, a lot of bad movies. But out I was there. just thinking of the the closest <laughs> random spectacle with no emotion that I could think of, and uh-huh. that was it. And <laughs> that's how I felt inside watching it the first time. I was like, oh yeah, this is it's pretty cool. It's cool to look at, but mm. it means nothing to me. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's and so speaking of some of that stuff, um, there are a lot of deaths in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about Varys's death. Yes. Um, the next death was our our badass, you know, rock star guy, Euron Greyjoy. Oh my god! You know, I the, way, the worst character in the game. Well, of it's history. funny because in our podcast for season seven, we, we loved, liked him. yeah, we loved Euron. We thought he was a fresh addition to Game of Thrones in terms of a villain perspective. He was different. He was funny, um, slightly charismatic. But then after they turned him to some like badass superhero that could do no wrong last episode it was kind of like okay why the yeah. fuck is this guy here the fight between Euron and Jamie was so stupid <laughs> like I don't even know what that was it wasn't even a fight obviously Jamie is not that much of a fighter but he was able to survive like 10 zombies hugging him I mean, two episodes not ago. just that like, it was just stupid it was such like a meathead yeah thing not, and that not, like 
I just don't understand. Like, the way he died, too, was like, oh, I'm the one who killed Jamie Lannister, and you see his stupid smile. Like, what am I watching? What is that? What does that even mean? The the problem for me was, like, who was I even supposed to cheer for? I didn't even care about Jamie at this (laughs) point. He's going to save Cersei. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I just thought Euron should have died by the dragon in Daenerys. Yeah. Or if Yara showed up. Like, where the fuck is Yara? Is she going to come? Like, I I don't... How does... How is there any, like, satisfying ending for the viewers when Euron is dying just from Jamie? Yeah. It should be Euron dies blowing up on a ship. Right. Or by Yara. Yeah. If they just had, like, a sword fight and she kills him... It would have been a more impactful way of seeing him die in a satisfaction. It's kind of like with Ramsey. Like, okay, John beats him up, but we got the satisfaction yeah. of his death because Sansa was the one to do it. And it just seems so like a weird decision and a weird choice for that's how Euron's going to die. It's like, might as well just let him get blown up on a boat if he can't bring Yara. Yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Because that was pretty stupid. Um, I, going back to Varys' death, because I don't think I was able to like kind of word my emotions there. I think it was a really good scene overall. And if I had seen that scene with a lot more setup, it would have impacted me a lot more. Um but that's just another example of a death being wasted mm-hmm. or a death being not as impactful as it should have been. Do you think it was his death was worse than Littlefinger's? Because I didn't mind Littlefinger's death. I think the whole like stupid setup between Arya and Sansa was uh, dumb. But I think I felt nothing during Varys' death, so it was worse. At least Littlefinger's, I was able to get some satisfaction mm-hmm. on ending to a to a storyline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we got an ending to Varys' storyline, but. It should have just meant more. Like, this guy was there serving the realm the whole time, and they rushed it. They rushed him being I mean, even the actor about... said that. Yeah. They rushed it. They were they found out him about his treason, and then immediately, okay, they kill him. I mean, it's just funny because it's so, so out of character for Varys to be that clumsy, but whatever. Speaking of deaths that did not satisfy me is Cersei's death. Cersei and Jaime. And anyway. let me clarify, I did like seeing her cry and fall apart emotionally and mentally however death by rubble was not the death that i was thinking for her i thought she would burn i mean i know everybody thought that you know jamie would kill her i was a 99.9 percent sure that he was going to be the one to stab her or choke her or whatnot but i just wanted to see her die fine if you're gonna do death by rubble then let me see her dead face afterwards like for heaven's sakes i want to see some blood and like the fact that they cut away again she's done yeah like fucking hell they showed rob stark's like headless body with a wolf's head like we can see some cersei dead face like i want to see it i I want the funny thing is they were it seemed like they were trying to make us like sympathetic towards her as she was like about to die. Like she was scared, she was sad. Yeah, she had a baby, but like there was no turning back on I any sympathy sim- from her. I never, I no. never sympathize with her. I know, like the show tries to show the more human side of Cersei, but inherently she is a bad person. Yeah. yeah, she loves her children, but good people love their children. It doesn't make her a good person just because she loves her children. Like. I wanted to see her suffer more in terms of like physical pain. I fucking hate that. I mean, it's bitch. just like it's just like Joffrey, right? Joffrey, I mean, we got a good death out of yeah, him. Yeah, I got to see him bleed and yeah. like die. 
Ramsey. We, we sound pretty sadistic on this podcast, but these are the worst people in fiction, right? right? And I'm and yes, Joffrey and Ramsey are more sadistic than Cersei, but she is actually just as sadistic. She fucking blew up the Sept. She tortured that nun lady. Like I, I just I wanted to see fire and blood for her, and the fact that they cut away and I couldn't even see like her dead body pissed me off so i was very underwhelmed by her death yeah and jamie 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 one of my favorite characters in all of game of thrones in the books in the show (sighs) jamie dies in rubble as well jamie dies getting back to cersei comforting her and i don't really give a shit like (laughs) i actually don't mind it no I think it makes sense, but I'll I let think you... it makes sense in the terms of the plot if we got the development. If you told me that in the final two books, slowly but surely, Jamie's like, no, I, I actually am addicted to Cersei. There's no one else for me. But the, the problem is the turn happened the end of season seven, episode seven. A couple episodes later, he comes back. to He goes to the north. And then by episode four... He sleeps with Brienne. Everything is happy. He's a good guy. And then, oh, he's he just goes back immediately to Cersei. Well, that is literally four episodes. Right. And sure, I, that's supposed to be like 10 months or something like that, but it's not. Well, no, Cersei would be giving birth. At it that just point. doesn't feel like it. Well, no. I mean, that just goes back to our, I think, foundational criticism that we just needed more episodes. But if you just look at the actual story, I want to... I want to talk about the actual his actual arc versus criticizing the, the execution. execution of it. I find it very interesting because I think like, you know, as someone who has watched the show from the beginning and read the books, you know, we were so adamant that was Jamie going was going to turn good. And I think one of the things that George R. R. Martin um, likes to do is obviously make everything gray. And it would have been you know, expected for this bad guy to find the light, turn good, and redeem himself, and then die in a redeeming way. But the fact that Jamie was a bad guy and is a bad guy tried desperately so hard to be good, but in the end, kind of like Daenerys, resigned himself to the fact that he is just not a good person, and he actually just doesn't give a shit. I think is more of a fitting way to end his character. Yeah, because I'll give you that. At the end of the day, like with Jamie, he can't accept the fact that he can change. Like he tries, but in inherently inside of him, he's obsessed. He's obsessed, but he also knows that he is not a good person, and he just only cares about Cersei, and he can't hide that anymore. And so I think. At the very end, he just accepts that and wants to just die with her. And I think that makes sense for his character arc. And I actually find that a lot more interesting than the traditional bad guy turns good, does a bunch of good things, redeems himself, and dies. I, I accept that. I think, yes, that's a more interesting arc, less cliche. I just can't get over the execution. I think if they, I don't think you're we're ever gonna get know, over the but execution. I, but I, I just think wanna... a really simple thing would have been make his turn earlier in the series, make it happen in season five when it was supposed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then we could get two seasons of three seasons of him turning back towards Cersei. And like you said, I'm never gonna get that, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if I can get over that. I think it just sucks. 
that at the end of the day, one of my favorite characters, even if I'm not happy with how his character arc went, I can accept the character arc for what it was. I'm not getting to see one of my favorite characters and his story and the one story that I'm really, really invested in come to life on screen properly. And I think that's something that I just can't let go of and really like offends me basically as a person who wants to see a story live up to its promise. I really didn't care that much about John. I didn't care that much about Danny. I, I In the books and even in the show, my two favorite characters were Arya and Jamie. Sure, Arya kind of got like her storyline messed up um, by her like terribly executed training scenes and montages and that those moments. But Jamie's he also hit some bumps and bruises there. But overall, they were still my two favorite characters from both the books and the shows. And for me to get Jamie's basically storyline and and execution and all that pretty much shat on and get a terrible death at the end too. Just put such a sour taste in my mouth about all of it. I'm going to admit something, and I feel like a lot of people won't like it. I don't really care for Arya. I don't think I ever did. Even when I was reading the books and her chapters, I just didn't care for her. It's like, you know, I always pretend like I like churros, but I actually really don't like churros because everybody loves pretend, churros. Why do you pretend you Because like? everybody loves churros. Churros are great. Everybody loves Arya. And I actually... Deep down inside, but why? and now I'm coming admitting this, I just don't really care for her. But why? I don't know. She's just not my favorite. I just, anyways, speaking of characters, I feel that same way about Daenerys. Because I was by that girl's side from the very beginning. And the fact that they turned a Mad Queen, which I'm totally cool with. I think it's quite interesting. I love it. I She's doing what she wants to do. Um, say you know except for killing innocent people I mean I'm all for her arc I just wanted to see more of it and it keeps going back to our solution just give us those four episodes anyways let's move on to the hound and the mountains debt what did you think of the Clegane bowl which is I think is like a stupid pop culture reference but whatever yeah I was never really ever hyped for the Clegane bowl I thought it was always just something that people theorized about in the books and people were hoping for it, but then it just got hyped up for no reason. And then you knew those stupid showrunners are like, oh, yeah, people (laughs) want that. Let's give it to them. Um, It ended up being an okay fight scene. I think it was a little too hokey for me a little bit. Kind of like Cersei, like being like, okay, I'm going to go walk down the stairs now. It was like they kind of were like, oh, yeah, we need to figure out what to do with Cersei. Uh, Let's just let her go down the stairs. I think it was basically executed with almost no subtlety whatsoever. (laughs) I think him, like the hound being able to like take off the armor of of the mountain and then you just get to see his zombified body i like it, seeing his zombified I, face I and it, body i think you're better off leaving things to your imagination mm-hmm. i think well they describe him in the books yeah but less is more sometimes i think it would have been stupid to not i disagree with you i think it would have so been so you wanted weak. to see his like i want to see his face like, his yeah his face is fine but not like his whole like chest I mean, like, that's such discolor. a small thing. It no. didn't really bother me. Well, for me, it's it it's indicative of what these people care about when they're making a show. I mean, it doesn't really know. take a lot to just take off someone's shirt. I think that's but, just a criticism. That's just you're no, making it. For me, it's indicative. Like I'm saying, it's indicative of what they care about. 
Okay. They're like, oh, people want to see his zombified body? Let's give it to him. Yeah, fucking yeah, dude. Like, that's what they care about. They take Fine, care about spectacle. But that doesn't bother me. Why doesn't that? Well, that bothers <laughs> okay. me a lot. Like, I mean, I just enjoyed the fight in terms of, like, how it ended. But the fact that they put more care into fucking, like, what that care? fight. What It's just putting makeup on the dude and taking his shirt off. Yeah, it's they put more really time that. into that than... <laughs> They didn't show you Arya's scene. Arya's talking to John and and Sansa. Okay, don't bring that up. Why now. not? That's cheaper than putting makeup all over the fucking mountain. Okay. Right. I mean, whatever. I I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. But well, fine. Sh- I respect your criticism. See, that shows they care way more about that bullshit than character moments. They're so, like, oh, the concept of a, of a hound mountain fight is so cool. Let's just do it. Which I want the hound in the mountain to fight. Could have lived without it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's fine. I mean, I think what was poetic was just how it happened. Because at the end of the day, when they were fighting, there really wasn't a fight. The Hound was getting his ass whooped. And I thought he was going to get Oberyn. And I was like, oh, man, this is the end for the Hound. But that's weird. I guess the mountain would just die by fire, dragon fire. So all these things play in my head within the five seconds that it's all happening. And then he just pushes him off the ledge because that's literally the only way you can kill him is to just have him burn by you dying with him. And I liked what the showrunners did and said is that his hate for the mountain was by far greater than his fear of fire. And I thought that was a beautiful ending for the Hound. And I also loved, even though, you know, Arya is like, whatever to me, um, like-, <laughs> like her thank you. And she called yeah. him by his name. And he kind of gives like this half. I don't know. Smile. It wasn't a smile, but that's what I'm saying. The acting was so yeah. good. And so I thought it was a fitting end and to the And he got hound. a moment where he was a human again, right? Yeah. And like he just was like finally got his revenge and he got rid of this horrible monster, literally a monster. And I thought that was good. I mean, it could have maybe happened two episodes before that, but logistically, I don't know oh. how that would have happened. There is whatever. another death we forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyburn. I think <laughs> so fast. I think perfect, perfect, perfect. One yeah. death. I have no criticism <laughs> about. Um, it was the accurate amount of <laughs> gruesome and gory. It was satisfying. Uh, I think I think they did good with that one. It was good because, like, honestly, no one gives a shit about Kyburn, like literally. And so his death was just treated as such. And I think it was also very fitting because. When I was reading the books and what uh, Kyburn did to the mountain in the books and then obviously what he did to him here, it was seemed like, you know, the mountain always kind of hated, hated him. him, you know, because he always told him what to do. He literally tortured him to bring her back alive. So I thought that was very appropriate. So yeah. that was good. So we'll give him that. Yes. Chalk, the, chalk that one up for the, the showrunners. Before we move on, I want to ask you, because I feel like I was talking a lot about Danny's character art so in terms of her burning innocent people and burning everything down i'm fine with it (laughs) obviously no you're not fine with innocent children dying but like do you think that it was satisfying for you to see her become that yeah i think her acting was really good in Uh that moment where she's flying on the dragon or just sitting on the dragon looking at the red keep. Um, I did think it was really satisfying. And that's what made me kind of upset is if they had built the turn more mm-hmm. 
and gave it the amount of time to breathe. I mean, I don't even really like what they said. Like, it was kind of like the snap decision. She looked at the red keep and then was like everything that these people did to her family. For me, the way I make it better in my head because I always like to the do that. The side of a great show when you have to make stuff up <laughs> about it, right? No, it was like, you know, she talks about in the previous scenes like Mercy, Cersei thinks Mercy is our weakness. And so I think, you know, for Daenerys, I think actually her, like and I said before, her being nice was the weakness and her trying to avoid killing a bunch of people was her weakness that ultimately led for her dragons and half of her army and Masende to die. So it was kind of like her burning the town was a fuck you to Cersei. It was like a middle finger to her. Like, you think you use these people? Guess what, bitch? I don't care. And I'm just going to burn it to prove to you that I am going to kill everything and I am angry and you literally have no power over me. You think I was merciful? You think I was nice? No, I'm not that. And I think it was like to prove to Cersei and everyone who doubted her that no, she's not someone to mess with and she's someone to be feared. And like, obviously, like I want to say, I don't promote killing innocent people, but I liked that aspect of her art. Like, I'm not all about like, oh, what she did was so wrong and, you know, I don't like Daenerys anymore. I actually am kind of like finding myself okay with it. I'm okay with it too. I think in the world of Game of Thrones in terms of what she's been through, in terms of the things that have happened, in terms of how everybody in Westeros has not just treated her, but how Westeros has impacted her and her friends, I'm okay with it. I think yeah. it's a cruel, brutal land, and it has killed her family. It has killed everybody she loves. So it's justified. Like, it's justified, like you said, it's not cool to kill innocents. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the plot and in terms of her thinking, it's justified. Mm-hmm. Sure, other Westerosi aren't going to be happy with it. John's probably going to try to kill her or some shit. Um, but I, I'm not on that side who's like, oh, yeah, fuck Daenerys. She's completely crazy. Right. She is completely crazy. <laughs> but, hey, maybe Westeros deserves it. I mean, on the flip side, I think that's it was thing. really sad to see the children being yeah. scared. It was really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Because literally she could just stop it. But anyways. But as a land and as a people at large, Mm -hmm. Westeros doesn't really deserve better. Well, I don't think it's the common people's fault. It's those people in power. And I think that's what Teneri. Teneri? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I combined Tyrion and Daenerys. But I think that's what Tyrion was trying to convey to Danny. But he has made too many mistakes that she just didn't want to anymore speaking She's of character arcs that have been completely demolished Tyrion has just turned into a complete idiot in the last two seasons and we still carry positive feelings towards him I mean but, we care about but him. I'm running out of it because man you just fucked up so I mean many he's times. supposed to be this one of the smartest yeah. people in Westeros and I mean, I don't really know why they wrote him in that way. It was obviously to weaken Daenerys. It seems like ever since Tyrion showed up, everything has been going wrong for Daenerys. All of her accomplishments in terms of getting the Unsullied, hatching her dragons, you know, getting money from Koth and all of that. She did that basically, I mean, her and Jorah did that on her own. 
And then ever since Tyrion showed up, I think the one positive thing that he ever did for her was like convince her not to burn down all of the Marine ships because she used some of those ships and then uh, align herself with the Greyjoys. But that didn't really work either. So, I mean, I don't know. He's just kind of this bad so, luck. So are you okay with this Tyrion character arc that he's the smartest guy in the world and he ends up just being stupid? Or he just ends up being powerless in the face of a tyrant? I think I want to save my, uh, I guess, evaluation of his character arc yeah. until next week's That's episode. True. He's not dead yet. Yeah, he's not dead yet. I think he die. He he might die. I think, I think Danny is going to kill him. I think so, too. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, everyone's pretty convinced that John is going to try to kill yeah. him, which is actually very interesting if you think about Ned Stark back in season one giving all that shit to Jamie for killing the Mad Queen. It's like, well, his nephew is probably going to do the same thing. Um, it's funny with John because he tries so hard. He is Ned in terms of loyalty, being honorable to his vow, you know, bending the knee. But at the same time, can he really still be loyal to someone and keep that vow to someone who literally burned down innocent lives? It will be interesting to see how he struggles with that. I mean, I think with that said, what? What what's gonna happen? The last episode. Well, I'm gonna be pissed if Arya kills Daenerys. Like you're gonna give that girl the Night King and Daenerys. Like come on, people. Like what is up with this chick? Like seriously, she killed the yeah. phrase. She killed the Night King. Just can she just go back to Westeros? I think the Winterfell, one thing we can please? agree on is that. Why is she such a big fucking deal? Why did I need a shadow fact scene with her and the damn white horse? Which I don't understand. Yeah, what that was, was like up with the white horse? Scene? Like that was like, is Gandalf gonna show up? Like here, I, so. I, I just, just destroy the whole world. Like this, I I said this before, and it's like I know people are probably like, wow, Regina really is hating on Arya, but like they have given her such importance and so many fucking unnecessary scenes that I'm like why why do I need to see all of the carnage and you know death why? from Arya's eyes why can't I see it from Jon's eye if she gets to kill Daenerys or gets to kill Drogon I'm like oh, what the fuck what does Jon get you, to do you know why? why it's because the showrunners are lazy as fuck they want to like, give it to her yeah because they're like oh people really like this character let's do this people really like Jon give him something for yeah. god's sake well, these people don't know what they're doing I'm just I'm I'm actually tired of Arya. So just she just 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 go back to Winterfell. Anyways, so what's I don't gonna get, happen? I mean, I feel like lots of things can happen. Like Arya can kill Danny or try to kill Danny, and then Danny executes Arya, and then John killed Danny, or Danny's like, you know what? I'm gonna go kill Sansa and okay, burn let, the north. Let me rephrase it. <laughs> what do you want to happen? I mean, it's very controversial. I don't mind if Danny just wins. <laughs> I I mean, I don't mind that she wins and then she keeps the crazy in her and then, you know, Sansa bends the knee and that's the bittersweet ending. But that's not what's going to happen. I think, like, people would not stand for that. I don't think that's even George R. R. Martin's ending. What I think is going to happen is John's going to kill Daenerys because she's crazy and then he's going to become king. So Nisa Nisa prophecy is going to happen. Yeah. He's going to plunge his sword into the heart of his loved right. one to lead them out of the out of whatever. Yeah. The, the long night. And I think though what gets me and I told you this over and over again, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with Drogon. <laughs> Who's going to kill that? If they get Arya to kill that dragon, oh my god, like seriously. Does Arya know how to use crossbows? <laughs> yeah. So for me, 
I think I'm at the point that I just want Daenerys to win because this this land doesn't. <laughs> it's like deserve we want sh- the Night King to win. Yeah, this land doesn't deserve shit, and like, I just want to. No, in I, all seriousness, seriousness, no, though, like, John still, John is a good person. Yeah. Yes, he is weak, but he actually would be a better ruler in terms of you know not wanting to be so impulsive but, with his decision making westeros doesn't deserve a good ruler i mean but you have to think like those millions of people that are just common folks they didn't do anything it's the people in power and that's what that is what daenerys said when she talked about breaking the wheel it's these people who are in power that are destroying the lives of those innocent people and she wanted to stop that obviously she is now contributing to those people those evil people but i think for john he sees that and he doesn't he wants this to be an honorable place and he doesn't want it but he will be a good ruler and i know i talked a lot of shit about john last week and why why do people love john so much but i guess after seeing daenerys burn the city to the ground i mean he keeps his impulses in check i don't even think he has an evil bone in his body he always does the right thing and somehow he still survived because, you know, Ned Stark always tried to do the right thing and he died. But. So, yeah, you know, that's all fine and well. John can become king. I I don't think Westeros deserves it. I don't care what you say about the innocents and all that stuff. I think the society is poisoned. Wow, you're going full yeah. gray worm, man. Yeah, I think the society <laughs> is completely poisoned. I think everybody is in just always interested in themselves they're always out for power out for blood out for their own victories there is no greater good in so Westeros. if danny kills Arya, you're cool with it if yeah. danny kills sansa you're cool with it if danny kills john and Tyrion, you're cool with it i don't know, Tyrion, cool I don't know how much of it is based on how upset i am about the show in general and that's why i'm okay with danny just destroying everything and ruling everything with mm-hmm. an iron fist but hey I'm here to discuss Game of Thrones, the show. I'm not here to discuss the book. And this is what the show has led me to. Well, no, I think we're here to discuss the characters and the stories. We're not here to just talk, discuss the execution of the show. I mean, I find well, well, I find myself being more interested because of this episode, less in the execution of it and more of these character arcs and these character developments and their ends because that is what I'm invested in. So... I think for me, the fact of the matter is that I'm not invested in the show and I'm barely invested in the books now, too, because the books aren't done and they probably won't. I think he'll get done with the least winds of winter. But we still won't get an ending, right? Yeah. So I think at the end of the day for me is the fact that I'm coming to realize that this will never be saved i mean i agree with you i don't think the show will ever do its justice but if i believe the story can never be saved then why not just let it ruin itself completely (laughs) i think it's already ruined itself well and that's what i want to see i want it to go full on destruction i mean the last episode probably won't be good it's probably gonna have the same pacey problem problems has episode five they're just it's gonna be to the end they have to wrap up like seven people's story i know it's it's just gonna feel so completely rushed um but you know i I do think daenerys will not become queen because i always go back to that prophecy she never touches the throne obviously now we know that wasn't 
snow that was ash yep. and she goes to the wall which i think symbolizes that john snow is going to kill her but once again what do you want to happen <sighs> i mean you want john to be king i and actually happy? don't want that? anything <laughs> <What>? <laughs> i i what i okay you know what i i don't do want, want Arya to kill anyone else who do you important. want on the throne at the end what will produce a, well, a satisfying the conclusion? Ethical at this moral point? answer would be yes. No, I don't I want your John. ethical moral the thing answer. Is, I, I, I just, I guess, I have two answers. No, <laughs> this is not. This is not a debate. This is not politics. You can't t- be told around this. I have one answer. My answer is at this point of my Game of Thrones fandom, I want Daenerys to be the queen, and I want because her to rule. Because you're so angry. Yeah, and I want her to rule with an iron fist, and I think this world has ruined her. So they deserve it. Okay. So well, I could get behind that. That's what I believe. I guess I could get behind that. This... So wait, do you think she's pregnant? No, that's gone. There's no pregnancy anymore. Okay, We're if stupid. she is pregnant and then jokes about her doing this because of horm- hormones, oh as a pregnant person, I will be greatly offended. <laughs> okay, so I really hope she's not pregnant. She's not pregnant. Good. They have not laid any breadcrumbs this season of her being pregnant. I mean, I can't. I don't know how to answer you because I guess I really don't know what I want. I, I, I could be okay with Daenerys being the queen. I can be fine with John becoming king, and I, I, I think John will become king. Obviously, I'm not going to be upset if John turns to, into the king. <laughs> but my heart tells me I want Daenerys to just end it all. Yeah. Just fucking blow it all up. All right. Westeros sucks. I mean, you in the very beginning of this story wanted the Night King to win. After Ned Stark died, you were like, well, "I yeah, hope the Night King, I mean, or the White Walkers win." Because that's what everyone I did say. Sucks. I said that this whole place sucks, and I, I'm, I don't want to get too far into the Night King and all that stuff again because we already talked about it. But I always thought that that was a cool message of the story. It's like, oh, at the end of the day, none of this all matters because mm-hmm. the Night King. Mother Nature is coming. The Night mm-hmm. King is coming. Mm-hmm. But hey, apparently, Game of Thrones isn't about that. No, it's not. And I guess it never was. the Night King never won. Maybe Daenerys is the evil great other that this prophecy has been, you know, mentioned and talked about. And John is the Azor's eye who will deliver the final blow to the other, which is Daenerys. Which, pretty cool ending. I'll take it. I just never thought in a million years that Daenerys would turn bad. I never, just say. I never thought I would want her to. Yeah, at this point. But I'm okay. I, 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 I like it. I do like it. I think I like it because I'm mad. <laughs> All right. But hey. Okay. So let's let's get to some questions. There were a couple. They're all pretty negative. But let's have some fun with it. Okay. So let's send a raven. <laughs> Did you send the ravens? That was your job. Your only job. Tony Manorino asks, did Clegane Bowl live up to the hype? I mean, I think we already talked about it. I think it was fine. I don't think, like you said, it wasn't something that me and you were like dying to watch. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't the coolest fight I've ever seen in Game of Thrones. No. I'd say fight scene wise, it didn't lead up. Right. Like over in the mountain, that was a cool fight scene. That's the best. This was just regular yeah (laughs) so tony i guess not we got two questions from our good friend joe mcneely always appreciate his 
questions down to the details. I can never tell if he is actually seriously He's asking. Serious. <laughs> if rocks are what killed Jamie Lannister, did Euron really have any claim on his death? No. Um, Euron doesn't have a claim on anything. He doesn't have a real, like, he didn't really sire a child through Cersei. He has the only thing he has a claim on is that he's a shit character. I mean, he killed his brother. That's it. Yeah, and he killed Rhaegal. Unfortunately, that's his claim. But well, we don't know whose bolt that was. <laughs> he's the one that shot it. Was he? God, what they did to Euron! My God, Euron had a flicker of amazingness, yes. and then they're just like, let's just use him as a plot device, and everybody's just annoyed by him. Yeah. Joe McNeely asks his second question. Which character arc deterioration was the worst? I would have said Jamie originally, but after our discussion, it probably seems like it's it's the right way that the arc ended um, in terms of subverting the expectation and the, the normal um, kind of arc of a bad guy turned good. This one's actually a pretty tricky one. Do you have an answer? I mean, I'm going to say even though this character wasn't in the episode I was gonna say Brienne even though her character arc hasn't ended but from what we've seen so far just the way we saw her kind of end her her relationship with Jamie was just pathetic uh I'm gonna go Tyrion okay Tyrion's most redeeming qualities obviously other than him being a nice person was his wit and his cleverness and his strategery (laughs) his strategy um they completely neutered his strategy his wit is useless now um so he's essentially powerless he can't control daenerys so what the fuck was his point what what was the point of it i mean the point was to weaken her (laughs) well the point of Tyrion's arc is to show that smart people don't mean anything maybe or i mean that sucks yeah I don't really see Tyrion's arc. Do you think Daenerys would have done this if Jorah was still alive? If he was the Hand of the Queen, not Tyrion? Because no. I think Jorah gave her good advice. I think Jorah always like was the only one who could appeal to her emotions mm-hmm. and her heart. And she listened to him. Yeah. I mean, she listened to Tyrion, but it only led to yeah. failures. But it's interesting to think about like if Jorah, even if Missandei was still alive, would, would, would she do this? I don't think Daenerys would. Yeah. Maybe if Rhaegal was was still alive, I still feel like she would do this. <laughs> I think I think the Missende point is actually a really good one because that's the person who most signified innocence to her, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. She was a slave mm-hmm. and she freed her. She was good. So that that's an interesting point. Like if Missende wasn't executed, right? So at the end of the day, it's all Cersei's fault. It is Cersei's yeah. fault. I hate that. Thing. The final question of the week: Blake Friedman asks. What skill do you think you could have learned in the time you wasted watching and thinking about Game of Thrones in the last 10 years? Uh, my answer is I could have probably wrote a, written a pretty good screenplay. Archery. <laughs> yes. I would probably do that. So then when I didn't waste 10 years, I would binge watch Game of Thrones in like a month and then really be critical of these archery skills. But... Yeah, I'm going to say archery. Speaking of binge watching, a little bit there. Um, I Do you think it's better off that there are some people who binge watched all the way up to this moment? Mm. 
I think I envy them because they didn't spend as much time thinking about it just to get upset and disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I think these people were better off. Like before this season came, I was a staunch defender of watching week by week, mm-hmm. right? But in this day and age of so much content and the hours in the day not being there for you to be able to consume all the, the media that you want, our time is really, really valuable. And if you had told me at the end of this series that this is how I feel, uh, this is how I would feel, I think I would have preferred to binge it because then it wouldn't have kind of like sucked the life out of me in this way. Mm-hmm. Whereas when if you had told me Game of Thrones was good and then I would tell everybody you missed out watching week by week because it was so fun getting all the way to the end and it was so fun to speculate the last two seasons of speculation and kind of discussion kind of went sour I mean I think at this point with especially season eight it's really just a six hour movie you have kind of the setup in the beginning and then you have you know a battle in the mid you know area of the movie and then in the end it's the it's the end and everyone dies it's it's not paced like a tv show so i I guess yeah you know the first six seasons you binge it you kind of get it but then the last two seasons might not be bad if you binge watch it yeah you watch it it'll be like a movie so i'll ask that question to a couple people i know um, who binged it so one Final thought that I want to mention is, um, you know, Drogon and unleashing his power and all the blaze and, I guess, glory that he showed. Um, It's interesting because it's like this one dragon had the power to destroy basically an entire city and a castle. By going autopilot. By going autopilot. But in the previous episode... It's like they had two dragons, and yeah, you could say Rhaegal was injured and they weren't paying attention. It's funny because somehow the sun was right that day, the aim was right that day, they were able to shoot the crossbows as quick as possible, and yet in this episode, conveniently, the sun wasn't right that day. They weren't fast with the crossbows. I said in the last episode, Daenerys could just go behind the damn fleet and burn the thing from behind. They can't move the crossbows that fast. And voila, in this episode, oh, it was true. Oh, these crossbows are so slow. They're so slow. And that's true. So, like, it's, 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 and we keep saying this. They set up expectations of these animals, of these characters and rules. And they immediately break it for the convenience of the story. And, yeah, I guess... And I do this the way to make it better in my head. Daenerys was probably emotional. And so she flew away because she needed to regroup and strategically think what is her next move before burning everything. But I just thought it was very interesting how one dragon was able to do this. But, you know, the other dragon just died. Like I think that. it's just indicative, right? It's indicative of how much they actually care. Can you imagine if she had all three dragons? <laughs> it would have been... Burn to a crisp every so I, much faster. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it would have been crazy. Or so. With that said, MVP for the episode. You have one. I have a weird one. Okay. It's Drogon. <laughs> the king in the north. <laughs> Why is that weird? I mean, because he had the most. He action. killed a bunch of people. <laughs> I think it's Drogon because you know what? 
He's pissed too. Dude, he killed the most main characters in this episode. <laughs> He's pissed. Both his brother's dead. His mom is mad and sad and depressed. And, you know, his, like, nephew or whatever brother doesn't love his mom. So I'm going to give it to him because I also felt Wait, John's like... his nephew brother? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him because... I really liked seeing the power of the dragon, you know, and I always enjoyed seeing the power of the dragons. I, I know you hate the ice dragon, but I loved when the ice dragon burned well, down the wall. I don't hate the ice dragon. I hate the concept of the ice dragon. Whatever. I just loved how the ice dragon, Viserion, burned down the wall. I loved when all the dragons burned down the marine fleet. I love seeing how fucking powerful these dragons are, and we got the full glory of Drogon this episode there's some dragon movies out there there's that one with christian bale <laughs> no there's i have one where sean connery voices a dragon there's how to tell how to train your dragon we can just watch some dragon <laughs> movies if you want to anyways that's my mvp i got my mvp of the episode it's davos <laughs> the king in the north <laughs> you didn't all do right anything. davos has this one scene where him gray worm and john are walking into the king's landing mean mugging like just getting ready to like wreck shit and Davos is just strutting down with his sword and he's just like <laughs> I'm here to kill people which is yeah funny. which is funny because that other season he's like I'm not much of a fighter no like an episode ago he said I'm not but much man, of a fighter he was the, ready to it's go it's literally the the best top-notch mean mug I've seen on Game of Thrones ever I feel like it would have made more sense for him to be with Tyrion but whatever <laughs> mean mug and Davos and with that said that's our episode. Guys, this is it. This is the last episode of Game of Thrones ever. This is going to be our last podcast episode ever, which I'm sure some people might be happy about. Some people not. I don't know if you're a fan, but yeah, this is it. It is the end. No matter what, enjoy it for what it is. It's one. It could be the last moment where everybody in the world's trying to watch one thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. The last series that might for once matter in right. pop culture. Right. And I know how much you hate it, but there is absolutely no way I can ever remove Game of Thrones references from our everyday lives. Every time it's cold, I'm going to say winter is coming. Every time something is burning or something's hot, I'm going to say Dracarys or some sort of Daenerys dragon reference. I just can't. It's in, it's ingrained, even though you hate it. It's I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I accept it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.